Greetings on Hi. Hi. Live long and prosper. Let's see it. I can't do it. <laughs> also, thank you for joining us. We encourage you to take your first steps into this life-giving local church and find the community and the support that you've been hoping for. Would you stop by at Mayo High School for one of our services at 9.15 or 10.45 a.m. on Sundays? We'd love to meet you. We hope that you will find Echo to be your place, your people, and your purpose. It can all be found in one space. It sure can. It's what we are all looking for, as always. Oh man, here we go. As always, there are tons of things going on in the next few months. Please take a few moments right now and check out our Echo Weekly email to see what's happening. Someone get pumped for Easter. Anyone. Come on, we have an amazing Sunday planned for you as always. Yes, so join us. Also, we have a great, we have great extra activities and add-ons for you and your children as we celebrate Jesus. We want to remind you that Easter is one of the best opportunities to invite someone to church. The probability of someone saying yes to your invitation is off the charts. So please, boldly invite those who need to hear about the love of Jesus. This could change everything. Yes. Did you know that Echo is committed to give more than 10% annually to our, our partners locally, nationally, and globally? We are able to do so because of your consistency with the giving of your tithe, which is a tenth of your income, to and through Echo Church. If you're looking to donate, please head to our website, Venmo us at We Are The Echo Church. And... Now, we would like you to enjoy the rest of service! <laughs> Darkness tries to roll over my bones Sorrow comes to steal the joy I own Brokenness and pain is all I know Oh, I won't be shaken I won't be shaken My fear doesn't stand a chance When I stand in your love My fear doesn't stand a chance When I stand in your love My fear doesn't stand a chance When I stand in your love 
I have to be ready. Girl bad. Shin <laughs> of your left leg into the bag. Oh, my ankle. I'm just saying touch the bag. Hey, there it is. There. You can't contain them. You can't contain them. Little cues to hang out to so you don't forget. This is, Boom. this is the money. I don't know why the rest of us are here. There you go. <laughs> Hold the bag. Put here. Bam. Tap it. There we go. Other side. Tap That's it. what you need to work on. Encouragement. Honest. <laughs> <laughs> this is really awkward. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. 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 What do you tip? How long do you do this? Sixty. It varies from thirty seconds to two minutes. What is wrong with you, Christy? Why don't you do push-ups? I'll do it with you. Should we do that? Yes, you can. Christy, yeah. Oh, okay, that. Lee, uh, Christy. One, two. Yeah, duck roll. What in the world? Lizzie. The Shundalai spirit. Oh. What are you? <laughs> <laughs> Ow, the mic! <laughs> Three, two, one, go. Oh, he's start. <laughs> what are you doing? We don't crap walk. <laughs> go. Use longer strides. Put your... <laughs> Come on! What are you... They're catching up! Oh! Head, toes, head, hips, oh cone. Yeah! <laughs> head, toes, cone. Oh! <laughs> Christy got it. Christy, you got a takeaway? I don't have anything right now. I'm still recovering. <laughs> <laughs> it's very we'll work on the form next time, Christy. Yeah. My pride needs to leave at the door when I walk in this place. That's a good point. And in my relationships, typically. <laughs> you know what I like? We're a good team. That's what I learned. We, we might not have the skill, but we sure are going to try. We're going to try. <laughs> Men's for life. No, you're so sweaty. <laughs> oh! oh. Killer for being our yes, coach. Yes, thank you, at Rock, Rock Box, Box, for having us Any there. Any Rock Boxers here? Uh, I felt like you went pretty nice on us. I sure, kinda, I seventy minutes and nice. That's what I call it. I haven't told Christy this, but I actually did call him before he went there and kind of just primed, you know. Classic. You prepared. I prepared him mentally to pressure you a little bit more than me. So. Uh, <laughs> hey, we are in a series called uh, Contending for Us, we're, and we're ending today. Uh, and honestly, I think we've, we've gone through a number of things that would, would hopefully benefit uh, you in your relationships, no matter what the context may be. As I've mentioned over and over, Christy and I talk from the context of, of uh, marriage, and, uh, and I can just tell you this, what we've learned uh, is this, is that marriage is awesome. 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 <laughs> uh, but it's hard at the same time. It's been refining and, uh, and it's just been stretching. And, 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 and really, I think what we've learned through the last 18 years plus is this, is it's difficult moving from me into we, from one or from two or one to really two of us working together. And, and uh, when we watched that video, I, I just, I, again, like, 
the word that came to my mind watching myself, uh, and I imagine Christy would agree, is, is like truly just humbled. <laughs> you know, like it's a humbling experience to try something new. And so for many of us in our relationships, that's what relationships do is they, they just humble us. And this is nothing new. This is something that, that through time, uh, people have been humbled. You know, relationships have stretched and, and have grown and, and helped people along the path, but not meaning that it was easy by any, any way. But one thing we want to talk about today about, and we haven't really talked about it yet, is how can we in relationships, again, no matter what that relationship might be, how can we fight fair? You know, and, and, and so we want to kind of jump right into the text, if you don't mind. In fact, if you have your Bibles, open it to, up to Song of Songs, uh, verse, uh, chapter 5, verse 2. And uh, Christy and I kind of want to lean into that a little bit and, uh, and, and read it from our perspective 18 years in. Yes. So Song of Songs, for those of you that don't know, it's a great book in the Bible. If you ever are thinking the Bible's boring or bland, read Song of Songs. You'll go, okay, it's not. (laughs) Um, A lot of people say it's the greatest song ever written. It is a book of poetry. It's a book of hope. And it also is showcases and you walk alongside this couple showing them with their relationship being untainted by sin, being untainted by the world, and being untainted by just selfishness. And so we're going to read this to you. We thought it was super relevant now, and we're just disclaiming. This is Song of Songs, chapter 5, verses 2 through 6. This is not something I wrote. I know you're going to be like, wow, that sounds like how Christy talks. Mm. Okay? So we're going to just read it, and this is very reminiscent how Andy and I speak to each other. Okay. Get ready here. I slept, but my heart was awake. Listen, my beloved is knocking. (laughs) Open to me, my sister, my darling, my dove, my flawless one. My head is drenched with dew and my hair with dampness of night. I have taken off my robe. Must I put it back on? Yes, you better put it back on. I have washed my feet. Must I soil them again? I hate when you have soiled feet. (laughs) My beloved thrust his hand through the latch opening. I was trying to break an entry because she wasn't letting me in. My heart began to pound for him. I arose to open for my beloved. My hands were dripped in myrrh, like always. (laughs) My fingers were flowing with myrrh on the handles of the knob. Yes. Yeah, she, so if you know Christy at all, like she has to freshen up. She has to get ready. It takes way longer than it should. So that's what's going on. Okay, Andy. Oh, my. Okay. <laughs> I opened for my beloved, but my beloved had left. He had gone. Yeah. My heart sank at his departure. <laughs> and this is how all good fights begin. It just, it's just how it is. And, and in our observation, you know, love and life, real life, can kind of relate to this, this tension and this, this text. And, uh, and, and it's so funny because when I read this, like if I would have read this on my first week, of being married to Christy, we would read this in a complete different theme uh, and perspective than we read it today, 18 years removed. Y'all know what I'm saying? And, and I'll give you an example. If I woke up Christy at the middle of the night. Um, it goes really well. It might look like something like this yeah, we, on video. Yeah, we found something that so looks a little more this Maybe might be reminiscent of this. Coming in. Anyone relate? Isn't that Anybody good? relate out there? Come on. That full video Honesty is, two is good minutes for of your the, soul. Of the, the ease. How yeah, dare. Show it again. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Show it again. I do not dare wake the sleeping lioness at night, even if I have dew in my hair. But I think what we see in this text is this when it comes in context of fights that we have relationally is this, is we see a cycle on display here. There, you know, and and I guess it's not totally uh, crazy, but what I see is this, is there's an expectation and then there's reality. And because those two don't meet, there's disappointment at the end. 
Christy, will you talk to us yeah. a little about the so, cycle of fighting? Yeah, cycle of fighting. You know, I just want Andy to be a mind reader and those uh, people in my life. Yes. You know, so there it is. So when I see the cycle of fight, when we are reading the book of, of Song of Songs, there is a cycle that's happening. And I think a lot of times if you look at your relationships, you see this happen. There's hope. So I have hope for something. I have hope for something to happen. I hope for Andy to, to do something. I'm anticipating it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm expecting it to happen. Mm. It's gonna, I have high expectations. Yep. Then we have our desires. And then what comes in, guys? Number five, disappointment. Mm. And so that cycle continues, is that we have the expectations, and then they're not met. And then there's tension. So however that plays out, whether you're in a physical fight, whether you're in an emotional fight or verbal fight, or there's just silent resentment, any resentment people in the room, you don't need to raise your hand. So there's just that cycle. And a lot of times that we have the same arguments, whether it's the same thing because we're not getting resolve or resolution or the relationships, when you're in a relationship, the fight cycle is just continuing, okay? So we thought, let's share some more true life here. Yeah, throw some dirty laundry. Dirty laundry. So, you know, just disclaimer, we fight. Okay, we have arguments. We've been together for over 20 years. I argue with people in my life, but there is a way to do it. But we have had a broken way to do it. And that's what we're gonna share first. So we're gonna start with some slice of humble pie, okay? So one of my favorite fights that we've had, it's a good one. So we've been together 20 years. When we got married, we were, you know, we're always bawling on a budget. I wanted furniture, so we hit up Menards and Fleet Farm and got $10 chairs. They're really nice. Come on, somebody out there. Stackable, hideous chairs, okay? So I I They were very functional. Okay. We lived with them for 13, 14, 15 (laughs) years, and I was frustrated because the house that we live in now is that we have a balcony deck. So we have a two-story house on top of a huge hill, and we have a balcony deck, so no stairs. So I just like to say that, no stairs, as I paint this picture. And we have composite deck that's gray, and I don't like to ruin things. I don't like to ruin things. Okay, we'll find out in this story. This was, this was time to get ruined. <laughs> I don't want to ruin the wood. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. So <laughs> our chairs kept leaking every time it would rain, and I would move the chair. Rust, stupid rust water would come out of these chairs, and they would stain our deck. I know. The struggle's So real. I keep bringing it up to Andy. It's time for new chairs. I desire new chairs. Mm-hmm. I expect to go get some Anticipate, chairs. Anticipate, yeah. Sending links on chairs. He's like <laughs> ignoring. So there's some disappointment. So fast forward, we're having a party at our house. Good time to deal with the issue. Party, people over. So I am on the deck with some girlfriends. Andy's down in the woods doing man things. Just, you know, touring the land, I think. Throwing some axes throwing or something. Throwing axes for sure. And I talk to my friends and they're like, yeah, these, this is ridiculous. We agree with you, Christy. So they start justifying and, you know, encouraging. And so I, yeah, I'm calm and collected. I bet you it was that evident. So I just calmly start throwing the chairs over the deck. I'm not angry. No. Truly wasn't angry. Just dealing with I, the situation. I, Taking I, the bull by the horn. I am down the hill. It's about 70 feet down. And in my, on my peripheral, I'm seeing something flying. <laughs> When Christy says a deck, we're not talking about like just a short three foot, de- uh, three foot deck. We're talking about a 15 foot deck from that to the next part. So literally it's like in slow mode. I'm just seeing. So I'm throwing them down. And I see one and I'm like, she's not going to do another one. There's no way she would do another one. And all of a sudden. Five to go. Doo! And by that time I was like, you know yelling back up, like, what are you doing? You know? And I start like going up the hill at 70 feet, you know, and, and I'm just like seeing the third one go over and I'm like, Christy, knock it off. Like, I will use these by the fire. I will come and personally take them out of the house and, you know, whatever, off the deck. And the whole time, geez. suddenly he's willing to move the chairs. Oh. <laughs> so I am throwing them to be closer to our fire pit. That was, that was the logic here. Okay, yeah, guys? She's so helping. Andy's like calling and he's praying the whole way up. Lord, yeah. you know, like my wife just wants to get rid of these chairs. So I'm going to yeah. approach the situation so I, with. So I had 70 steps to, to think about. So, so every step I'm like, what am prepare. I, what am I going to do? You know, I'm disappointed, disappointed that the chairs aren't like everything to me. So I'm not like super mad, but I'm like, you know what? Sometimes because I am pretty, pretty chill, like Christine maybe doesn't really see how I feel inside. So I'm going to do something back. So I'm going to stoop to her level. <laughs> so I found her brand new concrete planter over here. 
by her salon in the back, and I thought, you know, I'm going to show her how this concrete planter flies in the air. Calmly. Very, you know, so I, you know, I'm a man that I am, and I threw it, and it went about five feet, cracked a little bit, and, and I said, I, there you go. Use glue. That's what he told me. <laughs> you just need to glue it. No, she was done. <gasps> so we've learned don't stoop to each other's levels. Anyone ever do that? You know, they come in for the kill, and you're like, Good, it's go time. So... There is hope, okay? So as you are judging us... Is there? There is hope. Okay, okay. We, there is hope. We've learned some things along the way. Yeah, I, I, I think we share this story because so often uh, we can get stuck into that cycle. Yes. And as we just clearly illustrated, that cycle doesn't work very well if we get caught in it. And so let's lean into another text here, a uh, portion of scripture in Genesis chapter 30. Uh, verses uh, one through three here. Uh, But I I just want to contextually tell you, Jacob is in love with Rachel. Like the love of his life. And, and, uh, but the problem is, is he's having babies um, with Leah and Rachel is not. Therefore, there is a growing tension within the relationship. And what we find here in verse one is this, is when Rachel saw that she was not bearing Jacob any children, any sons, she became jealous of her sister. Now listen to this, jealous of her sister. So she said to Jacob, give me a child or I will die. Like, like this, I, I am done. I mean, and so this, this, think about that. Like so often our fights with each other aren't really even about each other. They're about somebody else. You know what I'm saying? If that's how we're fighting, uh, you have to be careful. You know what I'm saying? But what I need you to, to, to feel and sense, like this is a high intensity argument that is just brewing and is just being birthed and you can feel the pain that Rachel feels and 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 Jacob instead of calmly reacting and and not throwing the the planter it says this Jacob became angry now let me just pause here that word anger shows itself a few times in scripture uh, in in other really really definitive areas one is at the beginning of Genesis when Cain kills Abel like when Cain was so angry that when no one else was around and no one else was looking, Cain killed his brother. That's how angry Jacob is. There's another reference later in the scripture that talks about Sodom and Gomorrah and God's anger towards its city and its depravity. It's that same anger that is, well, that is just brewing within Jacob. And so Jacob responds in anger and he says, am I in the place of God who has kept you from having this child or these children? And in essence, what I, I need you to hear is this, is he doesn't respond calmly within this fight. He jumps right back into the same cycle that Rachel is. And he doesn't just go, oh, hey, you know what? I understand and I, you know, I, I, I relate to you or, I, or maybe I don't understand your feelings exactly, but man, my heart just goes out to you. No, it is a punch for punch. It's a pound for pound scenario. And, and I just want to make a, 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 just a simple observation so you can, again, see this cycle of fight maybe in more of simple terms. Yeah. In fact, just three words. What Rachel did was this. She saw, and then she sensed, mm-hmm. therefore she said. Yep. Many, of our relation, many of our relational fights do a downward spiral because we see, we sense, therefore we say. And what does Jacob do? He hears, okay, which again is very similar to what you see or hear, okay. Hear, then he sensed. Therefore, he demeaned, he said, he, he said what he wanted to say. Now, what's interesting, and again, you kind of got to look in and dig into this scripture, but, but you never hear anything from Jacob in the birthing narrative. The only time you really hear of him is in this moment. And what he chooses to do out of all things is not just support his wife, but demean his wife. And it's because he, I believe, got stuck into that unhealthy fight cycle that Christy is going to Yeah, so the unhealthy fight cycle that when I look at my relationships, there's three steps where my natural human tendency falls into. 
this trap, is that we perceive, then we feel, and result, I say. And so if we were to break that down so often, our perception is how we're viewing a situation or a disagreement or we walk into a scenario and then it's my feelings come into play. You know, I'm, a, I'm like a feeler, so my emotions typically are at bay. So I'm either like showing anger or I'm showing emotion where I'm crying. And then in result, I'm saying things that I think are true. But a lot of times what I'm saying is actually my feelings, which is not true. And so, so often when we come into that fight, we are so far, we start so far from where we actually end up. Mm. And when I look at Andy and I, even a few years ago, I was really wanting a newer car for me. I say newer because we have not had the luxury of buying brand new. I dream of it someday. And so we had this argument, this cycle that kept, we kept having the same repetitive argument. Why? Because we weren't getting resolution. And I was coming into the situation where I'm like, you know, I really want a new car. I deserve a new car. I work really, really hard. And I, I'm the car person in the relationship. So when I say that, like, I like, I, I like know the make and the model. He not, he's just not into it. So I'll be like, that's, you know, that's a this. And he has no idea. I just love cars. And so I had all these cars that were on my dream list and I'm sending him links and I'm wanting to go test drive. Like, let's just drive it. And he's like, no, 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 we're not driving a car. We're not buying because then you will want it. And so then I, t- it took, I took, I went to the extremes of like, you don't care about me. Like it's, you know, you don't, it's my money too. You know, again, judge us. Okay. So there's these arguments <laughs> and there's nothing wrong if you were in this room and you buy brand new cars, but a value of Andy's and me knowing this and how we got through the breakthrough in our relationship in this conversation is that he doesn't want me to work a, like, let's say a full year to pay for a car. So he's like, I don't want you to work that hard for just a car, just a thing. And I'm going, but I really want it. Hmm. And I, until we got where we were listening and my perception didn't get in the way and my feelings didn't get in the way and I was actually listening to how he responded. Mm -hmm. Because so often I don't even listen. Like I'm just running, like maybe you're running with your thoughts or you're shutting down. It's the opposite. You're stonewalling, you're shutting down, you're walking away. That I'm not giving him the opportunity to actually share his why. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so that's the cycle that we get stuck in is that perception to feelings to saying something. And ultimately, we got a great car. It was used. It was beautiful. But it was something that was within our budget where I could check the boxes of things that I really wanted, but we were spending the money that we felt was right. And it took, I mean, that was six months of us revisiting this topic. And so we've, we're sharing the things, the battles that we have learned along the way. Yeah, and I, I like the, the, the illustration of that car discussion. Discussion. You know, I mean... <clears throat> Disagreement. Do you ever use different terms just to make yourself feel better? <clears throat> um, but it, but it, it's funny because, and again, let's break it down, that you saw... Yeah. And you, you thought, if I bought this, this is how I would feel... So then you would say, and, and that was the cycle that, that we tried to break. And, and what we're trying to tell you and just recognize is this, is many of us, we walk into this room with unresolved tension, unresolved arguments, unresolved discussions. And, and, and we just want to acknowledge this, that, that every relationship fights, like if, if you don't have a fight with someone at some point, then, then maybe, you know, whatever. I mean, that's just surprising. But but what we want to tell you this is every healthy relationship fights, but I'm sorry, every relationship fights, but every healthy relationship learns how to fight yeah. right and fight fair. Yeah. And that's what we want to dial in today. We want, to, we want to show you that there is a better cycle than the one that we have been caught into because we see and then we feel and we save. And because of the heaviness of this topic, we thought this would be a great opportunity for a joke. You want to hear a joke right now? <laughs> Here it is, okay? In the middle of an argument, a man and his wife, uh, a man said to his wife, I don't know how you could be so stupid and so beautiful at the same time. Allow me to explain. (laughs) The good Lord has made me so beautiful so you would be attracted to me and he made me stupid so I would be attracted to you. And all all the women out there say say amen or something. Anyway, Christy has to do that disclaimer. He wrote it down. You enjoyed it. Um, 
another way to say what we're saying there in that, in that little funny joke there, maybe not so funny joke, James 4, 1 and 2 says this, what causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire to do not, or you desire but do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want. So what do we do? We quarrel and we fight. And we just get stuck in that cycle. And it is a battle that within every single one of us. And and so what we want to do is reveal to you what we think that that we can see out of really the Rachel and Jacob interaction uh, into a godly fight cycle, a fight right cycle that I think we should try to apply to our relationships, no matter what the context may be in them. Like I said, single, divorced, married, you know, co-parenting, whatever it might be, we believe that there is a better way. And here are three words for you. Write these down. This is the cycle. Conceive, conviction, and construct We believe that God needs to conceive, he needs to plant a seed in our lives individually. And unless he does so, we will not be healthy within our relationships. Y'all get what I'm saying? Like I can't change my own heart. I just can't, I've tried. I've tried to change my own attitude from time to time and sometimes I do okay at it, but push comes to shove. You know what I need? I need Jesus Christ to be seated at the center of my life. Therefore, if he is living within me and doing his work, then guess what else is seated in in his midst? Hope, faith, and love. And if I don't have that individually, then I truly believe we can't have that at the best part and portion of that we can have relationally together. Y'all get what I'm saying here? If we're gonna fight right, then we need for God and we need Jesus to be at the center. And if there is a seed that's planted within, it is hope, faith, and love. Now, let me break that down relationally. I believe I need to have the hope of Christ in my life so I can look at Christy and say, I have hope for us. Jesus, if you've got hope for me, then guess what? Then I can believe that there is hope for us. Can I hear an amen out out there? That is good. The second thing is this, is if if I believe that, 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 you know, in essence, that, that Jesus has faith in me, then guess what? I have to have faith in others. So as Jesus seeds that faith, hope, and love. The hope is this, is I hope, there's, there's hope for us. There's faith in the other, okay? There's faith in you. And oh, by the way, love, when it takes root in our life, it's this, is we are committed to love one another yeah. in the covenant relationship that we've agreed upon. Do y'all get what I'm saying here? If we are going to fight right, then guess what? There has to be some conception. There has to be a seed buried within our hearts, minds, and we have to allow God to continue to do his work in us so he can do his work through us. Someone say amen right there. Uh, The second thing is this, is once that's rooted within us and then we walk in conviction. We walk in conviction. What is conviction? It is a fixed or rooted belief. What I'm asking the Holy Spirit to do within us today is that he would go ahead and seed seed and grow hope, faith, and love so deep that our actions would be reflected by our convictions that have been planted within us. And if that happens, then guess what? Then the fight right cycle begins. Then we're committed to construction, not destruction of our relationships. Do y'all get what I'm saying? And so it is so important that God plants the seed, number two, that that grows deep within us, that there is conviction, that that's a fixed, rooted belief. And then all of a sudden we are committed to construction. Now, let me tell you about construction. Construction is hard. It's just hard work. It's not, it's not going to be something that just comes easy. And now let me say it like this. If we're going to fight for something that's worth fighting for, guess what? Fighting is difficult. It's difficult to try something new. And if we're going to do something new within our construction methodology, let me tell you this. this compromise is the concrete to a healthy relationship when it comes to fight. 
It just is. You have to, to, to look at each other and say, I no longer am concerned about me winning all the time. I'm more concerned about we winning all the time. Yeah. Christy, why don't you give us some tools? Yeah, and I love that fight right cycle that Andy just broke down. And I think the biggest takeaway for me when I listen to that and when I apply it to my life that I have not always done, and that is, I've been on a journey of really pursuing, is you are welcoming the Holy Spirit, you are welcoming God into the situation right away. Yep, so true. often we approach God as a last ditch effort. We approach him with like, everything's hit the fan, we're going through this, or you're ready to quit your job, like I'm done, like I am done, and then it's God, I need you. But what if we started welcoming the Holy Spirit in right away? Yes. He's already there, but it's acknowledging his presence. It's acknowledging that we need him because we're positioning ourselves in humility. Even if it's, if you're physically praying with the person, saying, let's just before, if you're having a hard, you are walking into a situation, you're having a hard conversation, like you're scheduling it, it's before we even get started, let's just pray. Yeah. Too many times we've done that and that is a game changer. It's scheduling even the conflict conversation. And then you're walking into it saying like, we need you, God. And if you're in a workplace and you're like, I am not praying with my boss, that would be crazy. But like maybe it's you praying in the car before you yeah. walk in the doors or listening to a worship song or whatever the case may be, but let's flip that and start welcoming him in immediately. Correct. That is the biggest takeaway that I have that if we're going to fight right, instead of like saying we need you now and I need to repent for everything I just said, holy cow, like life looks different. That's good. So we have four practical tools for you. We want you to write these down. So I want you to write down the word fair, F-A-I-R, okay? So in order to have a fair discussion, mm. Argument. I see what you did there. Thank you. F is find a way. You've been hearing us talk about this. It's you are committed to finding a way, not finding your way, not finding my way, but I'm going to find a way to resolution. We're going to find a way. There's no winning. It's not about me winning this. It's about us winning. And for my people that like to avoid, it's not running away from it. That's good. Right? So it's running to it to find a way. And I love this scripture. It's Ephesians 4, 26. It says, be angry, but do not sin in your anger. And do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. What this is saying is to not avoid, to not let the things just stir up. Now, I do want to say, and this contradicts that scripture, but sometimes we need to hit pause. I get crazy at nighttime. <laughs> Okay, so I know for me, I'm like heightened in emotion and I've learned like early on, we would have these fights at night and then you wake up in the morning, you're like, what was that? Like, whoops. So for me, I need to say like, I don't want to avoid this, but I just want to hit pause. Like, I love you. I faith, love and hope, you know, faith, love and you know, like you're having that commitment, but I'm going to hit pause and we're going to revisit this tomorrow. So it's honoring that too. Okay. Number two, the letter A is avoid criticism. This one is the hardest for me, is that criticism for me, it looks like I'm using my tongue as a weapon. So we can criticize verbally so fast, you know, oh, you're doing it this way, and oh, you do this, and you don't care, and you know, we just, all the assumptions. So what if we stopped assuming and stopped criticizing out loud? Mm -hmm. To not use your tongue as a weapon. In Ephesians 4.15, it says, speaking the truth in love. Yep. So it's speaking what you know is right. And then number three, the letter I. That's intimate. What are you, what, I mean, intimate, you're like, that's weird. Intimate to me is choosing who is around when you are in the discussion. So often, I have walked into situations and I don't even know a fight is coming. And all of a sudden we're in this fight and there's a crowd. Maybe it's your kids. Maybe it's having tacky conversations in the workplace, things that if your boss walked in or your colleague walked in, you'd be mortified if they actually heard. If you have conflict, speak to the person directly. Be cautious and careful of who you're opening up to. I'm not saying we can't have safe people. I think having safe people in our corner or having wise counsel is so important. But too often, we're, you, you hear me talk about it, we're in the break room running our mouth. We're talking to people that are not safe. So it's being selective of that and having healthy conflict in front of your kids in a healthy manner. Yeah. But sometimes it's hitting pause. And in Matthew 18, verse 15, it says, if your brother sins against you, go and show him his fault just between the two of you. 
That's good. So often, guys, there's nothing that gets my blood boiling is when I hear people are upset with me and I have no idea. Mm. I'm not invited into the conversation. So it can be hard, but maybe even right now in accountability, you need to text someone or call someone when you leave Echo today and say, hey, I need to talk to you. Give them the opportunity to make it right. And the last one is respect. Respect your person, respect your friend, respect your parent, respect your kids, respect your colleagues. Welcome in with life-giving words. Sometimes it's even starting the conversation with saying the things that you know are true. Life-giving, speaking life, and walking out even what Pastor Bruce did so eloquently two weeks ago was showing us that art of forgiveness and that verbal appreciation. I love how he, he touched on how when he went to his dad and he had, his dad was totally in the wrong for so many things, but he went and said, I, if there is 1% where I am wrong, I'm gonna make it right. And so many times I walk into it and I'm like, I'm here and you're there and you have wronged me. But that just like stopped me in my tracks when I heard him say that. What is the 1% where you can show respect? Ephesians 4.32 says, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ forgave you. Thank you, Christy. We just want to give you some tools. We're all going to fight. We get to choose if we fight fair. And as I was preparing for this message and just in worship today, I was just sensing that there's some people in here and there's a lot of, or at least some unresolved issues and arguments and tensions. And and I, I just sense that the Lord, what he wants to do is give you a renewal today. I believe if, if you could hear Jesus' voice today audibly, he would tell you he's not disappointed in you, but he desires a better thing for you. And I truly believe that it, that it is in the act of forgiveness that makes room for the seed of hope, faith, and love. I just sense that there are some people in here, man, there is some tension. And you haven't experienced that hope, faith, and love in a while because of resentment. And I, I just have, I just, I feel like I need to say this. If you're sensing resentment, I think it, it might be worth looking for the reason. And when you find the reason, maybe ask the, ask the Lord to do a work within you, particular in that area, with that particular person. So Jesus, today, just our hearts are open. Our minds are open. Our hands are open for your work to be done. In heaven, as it is done in heaven, here on earth. God, I just sense that there's some of us that there are some closed doors here and closed feelings and some closed areas of our life. And, I just ask that you would open some of those doors for healing today. You'd open those doors for hope. Hope for that relationship. Faith for the other. And God, that you would just rebirth within us a commitment to that relationship. And for you to continue to do your work within us. Lord, we can't do this alone. We can only do this with your help in Jesus' name. And if you agree with that prayer, would you say amen? Echo Church, will you stand up? Every week we pray a prayer. And it's a reminder that we can't do this alone. That relationships are are maybe not quite whole unless Jesus is a part of it. So would you pray this with me. And I just understand there's probably a few people that have never prayed a prayer like this. And I'll just say it like this, is God sent his only begotten son that whoever would believe would not perish, but have eternal life. I just believe that eternal life is starting for someone today, that this is a new start, a fresh beginning. And God is calling you to his side.
Let's pray this. Jesus, I surrender. I have more questions than answers, but I choose to follow you anyway. I acknowledge that you lived, you died, and you rose again, all with us in mind. I accept the rescue that you offer. Save me and lead me in Jesus' name and his authority. Amen. Can we take a few moments and let God continue to do his work within us today?
Come on, let's sit some praise in this place. Thankful for God's goodness and His faithfulness. It's so good. Say, I just want to say thank you for joining us at Echo. And I don't know about you, but a good sermon today, hey? Yeah, super good. We are thankful for pastors that are open and vulnerable so that we can learn. Um, and I just want to encourage you with this. I don't know about you, but for me, this was this was a good sermon. Like, I was like, yes, we can learn from this. Lizzie and I connected after first service a little bit and was like, what stuck out to you? But I just want to encourage you with this. Where can we allow God into our relationships this week? What relationship or friendship or, you know, whatever it may be is struggling where you need to allow maybe some healing to happen, um, some grace to be given, and just God to restore something. Um, And it's not easy. No one said it's going to be easy. It's actually not going to be easy. Um, But God is in the midst of restoring. And I just truly believe that. And I speak that over you as we close out today. So thank you for listening. And uh, another thing I just want to do for a takeaway is I want to give it away or give it up for our kids ministry who raised almost $200 last week for our Here to Stay Fund. It's pretty awesome. And as someone who's involved with our next-gen ministry, I truly believe that we are able to, or they are leading the way for us as adults. So I want to encourage you to match those funds today and let's get behind them and believe God for a space in Jesus' name.